Hello everyone, this is the Five Guys Podcast, uh, and we're going to do our uh, this episode about Hispanic Heritage Month and uh, the issues Hispanic people face uh, in the Americas. So, uh, to introduce ourselves, my name is Cole. My name is Willis. My name is Shane. My name is Zed. My name is Orbis. And let's get right into it. So our first topic we're going to talk about is uh, gang violence against uh, Hispanic Americans and Hispanic people in general. So, Louis, would you like to break, enlighten us on that topic real quick? Yeah, so, for example, in the Dominican Republic, there's a travel advisory that was made because of the violence there. And said to, like, if you're getting robbed or something, then... You should avoid struggling in case they have like a gun or something, and to avoid wearing expensive expensive things in the first place too. You know, avoid getting robbed. Mm. Yeah, just to like add on to that, uh, I actually did some more research and I found that in El Salvador, uh, they just gave or just in Latin America in general, they kind of just gave up on like consequences to killing. So it says like basically from this person named Maga, um, it says the cost of killing is actually very low in Latin America and um officers and they just don't really do anything about it i think most of them are actually corrupt within the government system that's been crumbling down and uh you did what was your top two topics i covered healthcare and pandemic i did mm-hmm. migrant worker experience did, did any of this like actually just like intervene with that like topic I, at all i i think it really helped with migrant worker experiences because of the fear caused by gangs violence and all that stuff uh, many of the people in those areas went to move uh, into America because of the opportunities it gives. And many of those people, they don't have the ability to be, leave, be go into this nation documented because they are not able to receive their own passport and they're yeah. not able to receive their own documentation. Mm-hmm. So they, they come into America and I've been researching the mistreatment they've gotten especially uh, because they're such an essential workforce in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, 43% of all of America's farm workers, they're immigrants, and 48% of those workers are undocumented uh, immigrants. Yeah, I see what you mean. And I love that you brought that up because I did, like, identifying as Hispanic, and it, it's kind of crazy now because it, it almost makes sense. When you come to America or when immigrants come to America, uh, Hispanics especially, they, they start unidentifying as Hispanic. Like 90% of Hispanics that were foreign born, born in the foreign country and came here, did identify as Hispanic. But, you know, when it goes on to the third and fourth generation that they've been here, they stop identifying. It's almost like 50% that, ident- that identifies now. So I'm thinking with all the violence and all the, all the, just all the things surrounding Hispanic and, you know, the, the kind of identity that they brought upon in the world, it's, it's almost, it's almost endangering to like, you know, say you're a Hispanic yourself. Yeah, I hear that. I'd say it's kind of unfair coming from, like, uh, what happened in Guatemala in, like, the 80s where 200,000 people actually died due to civil war and just political conflicts. And I'd say that um, it actually have to take a toll on the healthcare system. Yeah, so I'd say that um, maybe not in America the healthcare is affected, but I'd say that in foreign countries. Um, when I was doing research, it just seemed like there was not a lot of healthcare in um, Latin American countries. And in America, um, 
as you see um, on the charts, um, there's about 25% of Hispanic adults still without um, health care, which is actually the most amount of un unprovided health care to a certain um, ethnic group and um, age gap or age group because um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of mis misleading uh, allegations like going on in the Hispanic community or against the mm -hmm. Hispanic community. And mm -hmm. like Wilkins talked about, a lot of people don't really want to identify because of certain things that have happened in foreign countries. And I'd say that healthcare has definitely taken a toll on these gun violences because you know, obviously, if there's a lot of gun violence going on and gang violence going on, healthcare um, companies are not really wanting to take that up mm -hmm. because it costs them money, mm -hmm. and obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, also, because they're violence, they're not able to create a solid government. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I think it just comes down to just, like, the corruption in the system. Like, yeah. just, just going on to, like, solution and going on a different note, more of a positive note. Yeah. Uh, for this, uh, I think that they just had to do a whole, like a whole cleansing, completely of just the government because there's still a lot of good private officials that are still corrupt. As you can see, as they always say in movies, but this is actually just real life. Like some of these officials just do whatever they want and they don't get consequences for it. And just to add on to this light note, uh, 13% of the homicides actually have declined over the years That's since from the 1980s to like the 80s to 90s era. Uh, during like the civil wars and stuff it actually declined in countries like El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala. So would you say um, uh, This is unrelated to um, you know any of mm -hmm. the topics we've researched, but um, I watched a few um, shows about um, Drug trafficking in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah, would you say sure. that Due to yeah, exactly. Would you say that due to these um, gangs that were trafficking drugs like starting to dissipate would you say that that's why a lot of the shootings have gone honestly, down? Honestly, honestly, I think so. Because, yeah, like, 100%. I feel like uh, at a, there, there's a certain point where it's you're never going to stop the corruption. Because it's not exactly. just the government corrupting the people. The people are also corrupting the government because they're one and the same. Mm -hmm. But when you get to a point where the people stop being so corrupt, I think the government will just kind of flush itself out. Because you're rotating people through the government. It's not. It's less of a dictatorship over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That makes sense. So, I mean, I, keeping, keeping the optimistic note. I was also doing, like, it, it seems, like, based on the research that I did, that more of the millennials are the ones not identifying as Hispanic. They're actually identifying as white or black. But this up-and-coming generation that we're seeing now has started more and more to identify as Hispanic. I guess, you know, they're, they're trying to keep that heritage. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I don't really want to bring this down but we have to talk i think i have to talk about some of the hardships that hispanic people are facing in the united states mm -hmm. especially after moving here um as they have they're taking more dangerous jobs and worse uh, jobs because many of them are undocumented and they ha don't have the ability to get the like the good jobs the one that will pay well or uh the the ones that pay well that are more safe 875 Hispanic people have died in workplace injuries uh, and, and, uh, and so they have more dangerous conditions than and most other uh, races. Oh, wow. And they have a higher unemployment rate compared to white people, uh, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, so actually, um, similarly to Cole, I did research on that and I found that 8.2%, um, the, the Hispanic unemployment rate was 8.2%. And um, if, if I'm correct, um, the least 
employed group and um, ethnic group, group based on ethnic group and gender was Hispanic women, which is kind of crazy because they had the lowest, um, like the lower employment rate out of everybody, which is, again, I did not know that was a thing until doing this research, which is kind of crazy because the least unemployed, um, like the, the second most unemployed was um, Hispanic Latino men. Um, and that was even higher than any other like group. So the Hispanic community has really faced unemployment, not only during the pandemic, but like Cole said, just in general after moving here. And I think that, you know, it definitely has a lot, a lot to do with the U.S. government. And I think that there's a lot of changes that need to be made in order for this to like grow. Because, you know, 8.2% unemployment from one group. And if there's a clear gap between uh, his, the Hispanic community and other communities, there's something going on that needs to just be changed. Would you say this is like more due to like political reasons or absolutely or just like the fear of so. like being judged? I think that I think that it has to do with I think a p- political uh-huh. aspect is definitely a huge role in it. I mean, a- as you know, like in the past, like obviously yeah. they they talk about um, the border and obviously yeah, you know, of course, like yeah. immigration. So I think that political definitely has an influence on it. But I think that also the companies that do the hiring process are also at fault here yeah i kind of i kind of want to butt in like uh yeah, go when, ahead. when lewis and zed brought up the fact that there's you know there's a really big gang problem and a lot of people are immigrating to the u.s i think it's honestly it's honestly not not the the hispanics fault i, I don't think it's really the the government's fault either because i think we have a equality not equity kind of situation where mm-hmm. people are being given the same not necessarily the same opportunities, but they are being given the same opportunities, but the same giving people the same opportunities isn't what makes them equal. Like, like, how, how would I say this? Immigrants coming here have the same opportunities to get a job, but you know, they don't have as much, as much knowledge as the people that are already here. So they tend to get the more lower paying jobs and those lower paying jobs, those minimum wage jobs are the ones that are, you know, going out of business when COVID struck. About, about those minimum wage jobs, um, uh, workers who are uh, undocumented have, are most at risk for uh, wage violations. Uh, of the big cities, Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York City, uh, the people, the share of people paid below minimum wage, 37% are un- are undocumented immigrants, and 21% are uh, documented immigrants, and only 16% are U.S.-born workers. So it shows wow. a real clear disparity between people who are being paid below minimum wage. Louis, Louis, you're a yeah. Dominican, right? Yeah. Yeah, is there any like insight or like any any experiences that you've that you've experienced that would shed some light on this? Like anything personally? Well, when I first came here and I was like around two, I only came here with my mom because my dad mm-hmm. didn't have his documents yet. Oh my. And so well my mom did get a pretty decent job, but unfortunately that job had to like move to a different state and so yeah my mom ended up working at burger king so yeah and when my dad came here he also worked at burger king so as you can see they're not their minimum wage jobs and my parents my parents are adults so you know you would think that they have more chances of being you know yeah like getting a, a job yeah 
Yeah, for speaking, sure. Well, speaking about money, um, I did more research on uh, some of the countries actually giving people benefits, but they have to meet a certain criteria. I don't know how, exactly how much money it is, but they're trying to uh, get people to receive money because there's a lot of poverty in many of these countries. So, um, question about that. Um, yeah. Do you know if healthcare was considered a benefit, or is that like something they have to pay with their own money? Um, I'm not too sure about healthcare because when I was in the research, I didn't see any healthcare. So I'm, the, not, I'm pretty I sure with that money, they're supposed to provide for themselves. Would you say? Usually, usually when you're in a in a lower income family, they'll if, if you if you apply for it, you'll get like free healthcare benefits. So I, I don't think there's any discrimination in there. No, I think were you talking about his uh, like Hispanic speaking countries or yeah, like the countries that are still reeking of um. But like yeah, like that's what I'm trying to say. Like, do you think like it's the same for the U.S. as it is for these Hispanic speaking countries in terms of like healthcare and benefits? I would, I would, I would think so. I don't think there's a discrepancy between who's being giving healthcare benefits. I actually think that you know the the lower income families, like I said, are being given more benefits because obviously they can't take care of themselves. Yeah, but, I just wasn't too sure. Sorry to butt in. Um, like just because of the countries that are like still corrupt with government, I'm not too sure if they actually offer healthcare. Yeah. Because of maybe because um some of the countries are actually like massively like in debt and they cannot yeah. pay back. So, yeah, I, I'm speaking for the U.S. I don't. Oh, I don't okay, know. yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Um, so like, so I have a friend um who still has family in Venezuela, and um, when like you know he's he's no longer in Wayne. He um moved to Miami. But when he was in Wayne, I remember um, we had a conversation with his mom because we were talking about, like, everything that was going on. And she was saying that, like, her family at home was, like, like the government gave them basically next to nothing. Like, it, it's all, like, fend for yourself, um, fight for yourself. So, like, I definitely think that healthcare and other, like, in Hispanic-speaking countries, such as Venezuela countries where there's civil wars going on, countries where the the head of the government is corrupted. I think that healthcare plans are completely failing in these countries just because of the corruption in the government and nothing else. Like, not at the people's, like, it is at the people's expense, but not the people's fault. It is completely on the government. Mm. Just to, uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but just to wrap everything up, let's uh let's all go back to our our topic and ch- just give one solution to what mm-hmm. you might think uh you might think it, it would be. I think I can. I can. Okay. Probably, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go right. first. So my topic of uh, migrant worker experiences and the hardships they face in, especially yeah. I'm talking about America here, uh, or the USA, you know, because we're talking about all of the Americas. Uh, for Hispanic people, but I was my uh, my solution is that uh, the government needs to help these undocumented and documented immigrants uh, try to find jobs that uh, don't violate uh, the rights of you know having below minimum wage work, and that we need to uh, try to make more jobs in the economy that will pay them well enough to so they have a living wage and not give them have such dangerous conditions on the farmer workers that they are that most of them so what the u.s government is doing right now is that if uh gang hispanic if members from hispanic gangs are caught they would be deported to their you know to the country which of course is creating more violence in their own country so mm-hmm. i would say stop stop that and also to 
maybe like try to help out other countries? Yeah, definitely. I um, so for healthcare and pandemic for my topic, um, obviously you know the pandemic is not something really much anybody can do about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know the the pandemic is just gonna go no matter what. But I definitely think what can be done is healthcare plans need to be bolstered for the Hispanic community because I feel like we see a lot of um, healthcare plans come through that. They last for a few years, and then some big politician says, I don't like that, and then it gets destroyed. We need to have a, a standard healthcare plan in use that everybody that is undocumented, document immigrants, can have access to it so they get the simple care that they need. Because I feel like that not even that simple care is being met right now, and that's just not acceptable. Uh, yeah, so for my solution, I think, like I said before, there should just, just be in general like a cleansing of the whole government just completely getting rid of all the corrupt people and this might be controversial but i think another com country maybe the u.s that have decent relationships should come in and just help and provide a better education because um most people that actually do grow up there have little to not, no education or just don't get the right education that they need and like just more security because there's still a lot of like killings every single day i think they just need to be more secure more educated um, environments. So thinking about adding another country that um, could aid and support, but not in like a negative way, just taking over the country and just mm -hmm. basically guiding them to the way that it should be, just a stable environment for everybody. Yeah, I think this everything you guys said encompasses my topic, which is identifying as Hispanic in the first place. I think the the troubles that they faced when they come to America, you know, it's kind of like painted on them, and they face a lot of discrimination. So. As you see throughout the lines, throughout the lineage, they stop identifying as Hispanic. So I, I guess my solution would be to to stop the racism, stop the stop the stereo stereotyping people based on you know where they come from, and honestly, just bro, ex accept accept where you come from, accept your heritage, and just wear it on you. You know, you don't have just because you're Hispanic doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you have to do this, you have to do that. No, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I think this uh, wraps up our podcast episode. Uh, so thank you for watching or, or listening. Not a video. <laughs> <laughs> Edit on that. That's good. See ya.